0: Hello, and welcome to ROE 17 Pod. My name is Molly Allen, and I am the Assistant Regional Superintendent of Schools for ROE 17. Today on the pod is Cammie Williams, a former teacher from Grove Elementary, and now the new Assistant Principal at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Unit 5. Cammie was recently highlighted in our regional recognition program for the care closet that she started at Grove. Welcome, Cammie. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about your educational background and what inspired you to become a teacher?
1: Sure. Um, I have always loved school. It has always just been that place where I have felt safe. I've always loved learning. I'm a lifelong learner. I am almost 40 years old and still in school again, but it's just been one of those places where I've always felt like I excelled um, and I've done well in. And so, um, I started teaching actually very, very early. My grandfather was a Sunday school superintendent and we were at a small church and he was like, hey, I need you to step in and, you know, teach the littles. And so my love for teaching kind of started then. And then I decided to go to college to become a teacher at the elementary level (laughs) And so I did that and got my first job at Grove Elementary, uh, teaching first grade. So I did that for about eight years and then had my daughter and decided I wanted some change. Like, why not? (laughs) So I decided to go to third grade, and I've been there for nine years. So yeah, that's kind of been my educational background. I've gotten my master's degree. I'm working on my second master's degree in educational administration at Illinois State University, uh, where I will graduate next spring. So I'm super excited about that.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Can you tell us about what teaching first and third grade is like and what your daily routine in your classroom looks like.
1: Sure. I think for either grade, you know, you are greeting the kids with gladness. It is a very busy (laughs) job and education, as you know, has changed over the years. I think that kids are still the same, right? They still want to come into your classroom. They still want to feel accepted. They still want to feel loved. I would think that most of my kids and families would say that I've always been able to offer a lot of diverse literature selections and really just helping kids find themselves, find who they are, their confidence to excel right you know our job as a teacher we're constantly teaching and we're monitoring and we're correcting but at the end of the day like kids really just want our gladness right they want to come to school they want to have that place where they feel safe and we want them to come back (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of always just been like my mission I have a little sign on my desk it says 365 days 365 new chances and just you know honoring letting kids know like hey this is a a growing season I'm growing I'm learning I'm gonna make mistakes you're gonna make mistakes but we're gonna do it together and I think just building that community within your classroom is everything and all everything else kind of just falls in place when you do that
0: Absolutely. I love that. Definitely yeah. planting those seeds for lifelong yeah. learning and literacy. So important. So you were nominated for our ROE 17 regional recognition project this year for your care closet. Can you tell us what that project is?
1: Yes, yeah, sure. That project came out of a self-care moment for myself and a self-care moment for my student teacher at the time. So I'll kind of talk about both of those. So I was finding myself in a place where I needed some self-care. I needed some And I started writing down and kind of journaling, like, what are some things that bring me joy? And one of those things is being able to give back, right? That I find joy in that. And then I had worked a job fair at ISU for Unit 5. And, you know, as the students were coming we weren't seeing that excitement to get that first job. We weren't seeing the confidence that we had seen before. It was almost as if kids were afraid to, you know, put themselves out there. You know, you're trying to sell yourself when you're at those places. And so I remember going to class later that night to ISU and I remember seeing a sign that said, you know, how college students are, you know, they struggle, they don't have as much money, like one out of eight college students is, you know, hungry and all of this. And so I went and I took that back to my student teacher. and I remember just having a very personal just conversation, just dialogue. And I was telling her about just teaching and how I wanted her to see the good, the bad and the ugly and how self-care is a big part of that. Because if you are not taking care of yourself, you're not going to be able to share that care with anyone else. And so I remember asking her, um are you eating <laughs> you know and that might be a, a question where you're like well why would you ask her that but I wanted to make sure I think sometimes you know we're thinking that these student teachers that are coming to us that they've got it all figured out and they're okay but I don't know about y'all but I remember being in college it was like macaroni and cheese ramen, ramen noodles, <laughs> noodles <yes. laughs> you know ramen noodles and you know but I was like I knew that she wasn't working and I wanted to make sure that representation matters but it also matters how you're showing up for your students every day and so I remember having that conversation like, what do you need, you know? Not just just forget all the academics and all that stuff, like I can model and I can teach that, but as a person and self-care as a whole, like what is it that you need? And she said, I need clothes. <laughs> And i was like okay okay i was like i think i can do that like i'm gonna clean out my closet and you know we can find you some and she was like and some of my friends do too you know they were in this cohort and we were kind of seeing that at the job fair and we kind of thought like what do these students like need And so I remember leaving that conversation. And I remember going to grab a coffee in the teacher's lounge. And, you know, I had this kind of idea of, okay, well, maybe if I can bring some clothes and that will help. And I remember sharing that with one of my coworkers, Emily Calton. And I said, hey, I was just talking to my student teacher. And she was saying, like, they need clothes, you know. And she was like, I've got four bags in my car. And I was like, let's do it. You know, like sometimes we're afraid, like we have this idea in our head and we're afraid to like say it out loud because you know it's like what are people gonna think and sometimes we just need that validation you know of just that one person that just says yes do it and that was Emily for me and then I had ran that by my principal I said hey you know Emily and I you know I probably can gather up like half my class and still be okay and I said Emily's got four bags in her car I said what if we just Open that up to the staff. I said, What happens if we have the staff, you know, bring in it was spring cleaning time. And she was like, Oh my gosh, that's a great idea. So having someone in leadership, right, support you in that idea was very, very beneficial. So shout out to Sarah Edwards there for doing that. But, you know, I sent that email out to our staff and they were so on board with it. And we had an empty classroom that was kind of being used for storage at the time just because of sections. And I said, uh, Sarah I said I want to turn this into a closet like I want this them to be able to come and shop and we were going to start with our student teachers and then I went home and I thought about it that weekend I was like no like there are so many people who would love to donate and give and so I just threw it out on Facebook one day and I was like you know what I'm just going to throw this out here and just see what happens and I had boutiques shout out to Fig and Thread Boutique who was like hey we are closing out our winter sale we would love to be a part of that I had people in the community state farmers who are like, hey, I don't even go into work anymore. (laughs) Like, you know, like things have changed so much because of COVID. That people were just dropping stuff off to me, and I sent it out to you know schools in unit five. Some people from 87 saw it, and they were like, Where do I get you stuff? and so people were just dropping stuff off. And you know, and I would find myself at night, my daughter and I shout out to her, you know, she's eight, and we're just going through clothes and we're folding it and we're putting stuff by size. And you know, we actually created this whole thing, and there was just so much stuff, and it was just so much love in that room because people were donating because I think that they knew it was going to go to a great place. And, you know, student teachers, I offered them to come on an institute day and they came and they brought their bags and they were crying and, you know, moms were on the phone and they were calling. They were like, mom, like, you can't believe what this lady did. She doesn't even know me, you know, and they were just, their cup was full. And I think when we can see that other's cup is being filled. What does it do for us? It fills our cup, you know, seeing that. And so it, that was just kind of how it started. And, you know, I walk the neighborhood all the time and people will yell out like, cam are you still taking clothes? And I'm like, yeah, like drop them off. I didn't know if it was going to be a one-time thing, but I think I'm going to keep it going. You know, I've got tubs in my basement. <laughs> Now, going on, and you know, people are still to this day like dropping stuff off to me as they're cleaning out. And so, I think any way that we can build that confidence in our new teachers, like, you know, there's a teacher shortage right now, and you know, we want them to stay. I always tell my student teacher, I said, Hey, we want you to stick around like you're in this for 60, you know, I joke with her, you're in this for 60 years. And I want you to have whatever you need to have your cup filled every day. If that's confidence, if that's a new outfit, if that whatever that is, so that you show up for kids in a way that matters every single day, then that's what I want to help with. So it's, that's kind of how that all started and how it, hopefully that will continue. I don't know how long it will continue. But that's where we're going with it.
0: Thank you. Yeah. No, that's so thoughtful. I think really seeing that somewhat invisible barrier, right? Yeah. Because student teaching or becoming a teacher, even that first job, having to have the wardrobe yes. from a college student. I remember my first year teaching, I felt like a cartoon character because <laughs> I kind of had like a rotation <laughs> of black pants and a top. And yes. just because your budget is tight, yes. you're getting started. Yes. And so that that's such a thoughtful, and I love how you described how it serves those who are donating, but also those yes, who are the recipients. Yes. And I think that's just so exciting. And it, it has, on social media and stuff, really taken, yes. taken off. So that's how exciting. So thank you for doing that. And now my last question for you is when you think of first-year teachers or, you know, you mentioned the teaching shortage. So what advice do you have for those who want to become a teacher or are about to have their first classroom this fall?
1: One, I would say you gotta love it. Teaching is a job where you don't get to carry the weight of what's going on in your life into your classroom. Your kids are counting on you to to show up every day and they're they're counting on you. And so you've you've gotta remember that at the end of the day, that you are there for kids. And like I kind of said at the beginning, just going back to seeing every child, not what you think they are, but you don't know what that kid needs in that moment. I definitely, I always I tell my student teacher this, I definitely remember that kid that needed stuff. And I think about why I got started, you know, it was safe, I felt comfortable, I felt like I belonged. And we want kids to have that, but we also want them to see that like learning can be fun and it can be exciting. And it really doesn't stop, you know. I always tell them all the time, like, hey, I'm almost forty and I'm still <laughs> I'm still in college. <laughs> this thing, I don't know when it's gonna stop, if it ever will, but you gotta love it. You've gotta want to, you gotta love kids, right? I mean, you can't go into this thing and, you know, not be a fan of kids, but they see us. You wanna be that model for them and I would just say, find your niche. I always tell my student teacher, don't try to be like me. Find your own thing and create it and grow it, you know, cultivate it and grow it because kids will see that and they'll pick up on that, right? They can tell the teachers that love it And they can tell the ones that don't. And so, like I said, we want kids to show up every day. You know, we have kids that come in right now. Attendance is a big issue right now going on. And I always tell kids, kids are coming in tardy, you know, and I'm like, hey, I need you here on time, but I'm so glad that you are here. And sometimes we don't know what happened at home that caused them to get there. But just that part that somebody is happy to see you. And we get to have that for eight hours. We're happy to see them. And I think just have that joy when you're going into your first job. Find a positive school environment, right? Uh, You don't want to be around a bunch of negative Nellies and and be that light. I think that we're in a time in education where it's we had that high moment and then I feel like we hit the low after covid and now we're trying to bring that light again and so we need these lights that are going to keep shining and light other people and have that flame that's ready to ignite education
0: i love that like you i have a family connection to education too and i yeah. think being at my age now too it's exciting to see you know my dad's former students when that's such a gift there's not a lot of careers where you get to run into people that you knew as children that are now grown-ups that are glad to see you and you know you can't put a price tag on that no no it's such a it's a
1: it's a great great feeling i get emails from students that are in high school you know like hey i just want to check in see how you're doing those types of connections where kids go on and say hey like i'm going to be a child psychologist now and i just wanted to say thank you you know like you you just always motivated me and those type of things like those things just feel like that's just that little extra pour in your cup right that you just need that just keeps you going so
0: that's great so well thank you for your time and coming in today yes and thank I you think, uh, when we publish the podcast we'll share where people can get a hold of you to awesome. donate for the care
1: classes. yes please donate yes thank you so much for having me
0: thank you for coming thank you for joining us for another episode of roe 17 pod to learn more about roe 17 please visit www.roe17.org or follow us on our social media channels. ROE 17 pod is produced and edited by Victoria Padilla. We hope that you join us for our next episode.